Hey folks, Sean here. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about fundraising versus bootstrapping. Now I've talked about this topic before, but it comes up time and time again. And I'm begging you that if you are thinking about fundraising for your SaaS startup, to contact me and talk about the subject before you choose to go down that road. There are a seemingly unlimited number of reasons why I'm going to recommend you bootstrap versus fundraising, especially in the beginning, and I'm going to go into just a few. Now, I've had upwards of three excellent, repeat, successful SaaS founders on my podcast within the past month or so. One of those episodes is out, the other two are coming, and several of them have been repeat strapped successful founders. They all have various reasons why they did it and are all very happy that they chose to do so. Outcomes included. A lot of those details you'll find in those individual episodes. I'm going to summarize them for you here in this episode, and I'm sharing posts across social media as well too on these topics. But just to name a few, and one of the reasons why this is such a hot topic for me at the moment is because I'm re-watching the series on HBO called Silicon Valley. And I'm doing so with my wife, who hasn't seen the show before. I saw largely most of it way back when the show came out years ago. And though it is an excellent show, and HBO always does such a good job of creating a show that is very realistic, this one was borderline uncomfortable for me at the time because I was part of fundraised startup projects. So I have the firsthand experience of what it's like to live in this world. And while I'm glad I got that experience, I don't want to relive it, if you know what I mean. And watching the show, going through those situations and scenarios that I've been in myself, it is a harsh reminder, uh, but a good one in terms of why I've chosen to bootstrap as opposed to go the fundraise route, especially on the earlier stage with my projects. And I'm having the opportunity to explain that for someone who is less familiar with that world, my wife who's not in tech, and that's leading to me creating a lot of this content. So just to name a few, and this is only, I'm going to stop at five because I could talk about this forever and I know you got other things to do today. (laughs) But number one is maintaining control. If you fundraise, then you're letting a whole bunch of other people have a big chunk of your company. Inevitably, you're going to more than likely lose majority control of your company, which means you could be outvoted on everything from what you want to do to whether or not you're actually actively involved, that is really just a gut punch for a lot of founders. The company you built, you could inevitably be tossed out of if you decide to go down this road. However, if you don't and you bootstrap, you always have the majority control, if not all of it, which means you get to decide what you want to do and when. Number two is the focus element. When you're trying to get started building one of these businesses, especially if eventually you want to do it full time, you need your focus and you just cannot maintain it if you also have to fundraise. The show goes into painstaking detail on this topic, but fundraising by itself is a full time job. So is running your company, though. So if you want the ability to be able to increase your odds of success, splitting a full time job into trying to make that two full time jobs really is not going to help you do that. So that's very, very hard to manage. And a lot of founders really struggle with that. Number three, balancing your effort. If you want to create a business that you work on part-time, that's more like a lifestyle business and is something that 
doesn't make you constantly pull your hair out to try to do everything you need to do in order to make it successful and grow it as fast and as large as possible, then going the fundraising route is definitely not for you because that's what you're going to have to do. And regardless of how hard you push and even how successful you become by smashing through milestones, inevitably, it may not be enough because however much you fundraise and that valuation you set really limits you, which rolls into my next point, providing you with better options when it comes to selling. If and when you do want to sell your product business, then you can do that for just about whatever number somebody wants to throw at you or whatever deal that you've struck. However, if you fundraised and you've established a valuation at say five or $10 million, if someone wants to throw you a seven or eight figure offer, but it comes under or not high enough past the valuation that's been set from your fundraising round, your investors are going to tell you to pound sand and that you can't. So that might have been a life-changing amount of money for you, but if it doesn't reach their milestone, which is usually at least 10x of whatever your valuation was, then you're going to have to keep moving. And the odds of being able to do that are slim to none. Unicorns are rare. The last one that I'll talk about just for now is really the last point that I was making in the last one, which is being able to reap the benefits of your hard work in building your own company. If you don't chop up your equity pie a million different ways and you maintain the lion's share control, if not all of it, all of your equity, then whatever you sell for, even if it is on the lower end, you keep a significantly larger percentage of it. And the probability of selling for a lower number is significantly higher. If you look at what SaaS companies have sold for, and I have content on this too, it is the vast majority of the volume of sales are significantly lower. When you get to the six and seven figure range, the numbers are significantly higher than the eight and nine figure numbers that you might be required to sell for if you accept fundraising dollars and you set a valuation that's relatively high. So this is just a few of the reasons that I highly recommend you consider bootstrapping over fundraising, especially in the beginning. Now I'm not saying fundraising never enters the picture, but what I am saying instead of going to investors begging for dollars, pockets turned out, not having kind of traction or control that you'd like to, then instead consider bootstrapping. Get all your ducks in a row and then consider that if and when that's the route that you want to take. But at least at that point, you're negotiating from a position of power and you can maintain control and largely benefit from all of these things that I just mentioned for this episode. If you do want to reach out to me and talk about this topic, and I'd highly encourage you to do so if you're weighing the pros and cons of fundraising versus bootstrapping, you can reach me at my email, which is sean at nextstep.io, S-E-A-N at N-X-T-S-T-E-P.io. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.